Welcome, everybody. Welcome back to another great episode of She Works. I am your host, Shanita. You can follow me always at Nita Works on Twitter. Hey, this is Akima. You can follow me at Princess Akima on all social media platforms. Hey, guys, Danita here. And feel free to follow me on Twitter, Danita Platt. So, you know, we're in here with my girls today, and we are so glad to be back into our virtual booth today to talk more about this health and wellness. You guys know that there's just so much going on um, in our society and our world and our country. It's just a lot. I mean, you know, we're still under this global pandemic. We are still um, waging through this election process that's coming up. You know, there's just a lot mm. of stress and turmoil that, you know, a lot of people are, you know, going going through, dealing with, um, and not always dealing with it properly. So we wanted to spend our, we just dedicate the entire show, because we are real women that has real issues. We wanted Hello. to talk about health and wellness and, and how can we, we got to get a handle on this stuff. Because I know, like yeah. I shared a, a couple episodes ago, how it affected me this summer, uh, as we were going through a home purchase process. And even though it was just, a no, you didn't get the house. It it's it felt so devastating, you know. And I don't know if it's quarantine or just pandemic. No, it's a different type of no, but it's it was really <laughs> affecting me. So you know, Akeem, I really want we 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 we're glad that you are part of this podcast because you bring such a complete picture to the health and wellness perspective. Um, you know, with your holistic background. So I wanted I want to really just kick it off to you today so that you can get us together. You're gonna tell us everything we need for this COVID. She, she's coined this term COVID cold and flu season. And I really want yeah. her to, to to share with us a little bit about that. Um, and then we're going to kind of talk about some of the other emotional stuff and um, these the snowball things that have been affected and how to keep our health and wellness, you know, upbeat. Because, you know, people are really predicting a dark winter, like, you know, with just the weather being colder, you know, from the almanac. This is like the year that we're going to get all the snow. And then with all of this stuff that we're worried about with our health and hygiene, with masks and COVID spreading with the traditional cold and flu season. So help us out, Akima. What is it that we can expect to do? Just give us all of the things. Uh -huh. Well, I think it's important that we're talking about this because one of the in everything that Shanita that you just said, the, the other piece that we deal with even before COVID and all this quarantining is most people during this um, this seasonal change get what we call seasonal depression. So that was something that people were already dealing with prior to like quarantining and so if people have been depressed all year and they have been locked in their homes you know through the spring and through the summer and now we're coming into and I am sorry when I say coined the COVID cold and flu season I don't say that lightly but it's kind of like we don't know if people have like COVID-19 have they caught the flu for this year or do they just have a common cold? And at the end of the day, you just need to continue to take care of yourself, regardless of which one you're trying to, quote unquote, protect yourself from. Um, I know I've been talking to a lot of people and I share this to say, don't be deceived to think that, oh, I'm good. I haven't caught nothing. I'm good. Don't buy a note, caught nothing. I'm good. I'm handling life. And like, what does handling life look like for you? Because regardless of how we look on the outside, you know, what's going on in our heads, what's going on with our emotions, 
your body will always tell the truth, even when you try to, um, it's not even so much to be fake. I don't really think life allows us to be so transparent and so upfront about what's going on. And if truth be told, don't I really care what you're really going through. And so we've been conditioned to just like make you know suffering and struggling like look pretty you know we just um i can i coin paint the barn wasn't there a beautiful organization <laughs> that used to ah throwback throwback yeah, absolutely <laughs> which has nothing to do with um this but and i'm not coming from makeup for my makeup wear so i don't want anybody <laughs> thinking that like oh man here she go talk about makeup what i will say is that we make everything look pretty on the outside and whole time we're like kind of struggling on the inside and a struggling inside is going to make you more susceptible to any sort of cold flu or virus that you come into contact with. So that was one of the things that I wanted to make sure that we highlighted first. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I, you know, all that really resonates with me. Kimmy. It really does. Um, I think that, I think one of my main concerns right now is, you know, what how are we handling our hygiene as we air quotes open back up like this whole like idea of like you know we're opening back up the economy okay yeah absolutely that needs to happen because people need to work and people need to get paid and people need to pay for their lives and all this but it's also like I went out today with my husband to get a cup of coffee and the coffee shop had a significant amount of people in it getting coffee, but in there sitting down, hanging out, masks off, you know, enjoying their latte, mocha, <laughs> mocha chocolate. You know? And I'm just like, right. Well, all of that. And I'm just like, okay, so all of us in here now breathing this recycled air and, you know, are, are y'all like coming back behind these people and wiping down the tables? Like what's happening in terms of our hygiene as we're opening back up. And I feel like, it, you you do end up more susceptible to possibly picking up stuff because, you know, hygiene, are we really paying attention? Because, like, opening back up to me feels like going back to normal. But that's not the case either, But right? we ain't never going to go back to normal. And I think we said right. this before um, in maybe season one where, you know, we, we likened it to how security and the airport system was pre-9-11. Yes. And what it and how heightened it was immediately after some time, but even still, you know, the decades post nine eleven, there are still security measures that are in place because of nine eleven that have never changed. You still better take yes. off your shoes, take off your belt, take them laptops out. You better not have no canned tuna. I realized that I got carded and they wanded my whole backpack down. We had these little. Um, individual cans of like tuna and crackers for the kids because we just really right. hate spending money in the airport. But like, but that's like a little switchblade if you work it right, you know. <laughs> and so they they tested it for explosives and all kind of stuff. And I'm just kind of like, what in the world? But anyway, we those measures those measures have never gone back to normal. That has become our new normal. So when you know people are saying you know we're opening back up and we're going to get things back to normal, I think people are deceived. I don't think that things are ever really going to go back to normal. Normal. There is going to be a new normal. Like I think masks are going to be around for quite a while mm -hmm. right you know when you think of 
um, you would see people before, um, you know, in different Asian countries that will be here during this winter flu cold season would always be wearing a mask. And I used to think it was because they had something, not because they were trying to protect themselves from something. I was like, oh, they, they must be sick and they just want to really make sure they don't spread their germs. Um, but I think people, Danita, to your point with the coffee shop, you know, we had went out to, um, you know, one of the outdoor, I'm sorry, one of the outlet malls. And it was way packed, way more packed than I had anticipated it to be. And it made me a little uncomfortable. And so, you know, we met up, you know, with, with someone in the food court. And I'm, I'm looking like you. Of course, if people are eating, obviously you, you're going to take your mask off. Um, although I think our one of our co-hosts, Meg, last, last time told us that she was eating underneath her mask, like one bite at a time. <laughs> she was like, I'm not getting anything. Um <laughs> But when I saw all the people and all the people without masks, people are getting very comfortable. And I think part of the the comfort comes because they did not know how to handle being quarantined for eight months. And so now mm. it's like, you know, that scripture, it reminds me where we just cast off all restraint now. So mm-hmm. now I've been quarantined for eight months. Y'all tell me Maryland numbers are coming down, although other conflicting data says that there have been spikes. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, go figure that. Um, but people are casting off all of the restraints that they had put yeah. in place to protect themselves. And we're coming into a season where people are more susceptible to colds and flu and those kind of things. So I think it's, I think it's going to be a mess, you know, honestly. So Akima, what are some things that naturally with some holistic, you know, um, supplements and things that we can just do to really heighten our immune system. Because one of the things that I have, like my COVID relationship, it's almost like a person. Like I've, I've had COVID um, feelings in the beginning and we kind of got to know each other, right? I was real conservative with her. I was like, she can't come over here. And, you know, it was real standoffish. But now I feel like, you know, she's been around for about eight or nine months. So I'm getting more comfortable with her. I'm starting to understand how she flow. But what I also realize now is that we very all well may come in contact with COVID at some point, whether you're asymptomatic or whether you're not. And so because we see that this thing is going around longer and longer than has been predicted. Now, I think the smarter thing to do is to just say, what can I do to make my immune system strong? How can I boost that? You know, we'll deal with my underlying conditions later. <laughs> but in the in the interim, what can I do to start off with my immune system? So help us out, Doc. Um, okay. Well, definitely <laughs> not to contradict you, but we got to deal with the underlying conditions. So I just want to make sure I want to clean that up before we go too much well, further I, into this. I, I, yeah, I, I know, know we're going to deal with them. I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm, I'm just... going to get those pills <laughs> later, but let me get these other other things that I could do now. No, no, in all seriousness, I know we, we're joking because what happens is so... You know, one of the things when COVID first hit and people were like, well, why are African-Americans getting it more? And people started thinking the government was targeting um, African-American communities with the COVID. And I'm not saying that they are or aren't. I mean, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. So let's just say that I don't think that's what was happening. What I will tell you is that um, when we look at the things that take African-Americans out in terms of when it's time to transition, you think about like the heart disease, you think about the hypertension, you think about the type 2 diabetes, you already have a weak system. So when you come into contact with the virus, and Shanita's absolutely right, I'm also of the belief that if you haven't already come into contact with COVID, like tomorrow, possibly, like you just might come into contact with it. And I don't say that to be fearful. I say that that, that's just reality, which is why it's important that we take the measures. Um, Let's just talk about some physical health 
to kind of, you know, start off. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Yeah. So one of the things I think people need to be doing is we got to exercise. You know, one of the things that exercising does it strengthens the cardiovascular system, um, a.k.a. our heart, and it keeps our heart strong. And you also want to strengthen your respiratory system, your lungs and the capacity. And so all these um, systems, they need to be worked in order to be able to combat. And I think that's been difficult because I think in our, well, you need to quarantine. That did not mean that you needed to be sitting in front of the TV all day. We're sitting at the desk all day now that, you know, kids are back at school. We're sitting in front of just like the teleworking, like everything is, I'm sitting down right now. Okay, I'm and sitting that's down what we too. do. <laughs> right, I'm just saying, and yeah, <laughs> we'll sit yeah. in the car, and we sit, 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 sit. And so for me, I'm like, well, listen, if you're in the house, great. If you're going to the gym, whatever. I'm not saying that you have to go to the gym because that leads back into the coffee house uh, scenario that Danita brought up, where it's like at the. And I tell you, I have a gym membership, and I'd be in there. Like I'm about to write a strongly worded letter because I'm just and I give people the evil <laughs> eye. Like, why do you have to be the one? Yes, it's hard to breathe. Please go run outside. Thank you. Um, but stop sitting down so much, you know, go ahead and walk, go ahead and stretch some jumping jacks, you know, push-ups, things that, you know, you might have your kids doing like as parents, as adults, make sure you're doing those things as well, because that is also going to help to strengthen your own immune system. Um, yeah, that, that would be like my physical health kind of recommendation. Right. So we got number one, we're going to, we're going to all do some sort of physical exercise. Now I'm glad to hear you mentioned like walking. Cause y'all know I tore my knee up trying to have family memories back in November, right? <laughs> Ice skating um, and completely tore my, um, the thing in my knee, meniscus. And so now for me to do a jumping jack or any a squat, that's not happening. So I've had to kind of result back to bike riding or like a nice brisk walk. So, you know, I, I bring that up so people are not afraid to discount. Like don't discount taking a walk. You know, to get, you know, it may not be Zumba because I used to be a Zumba queen. I thought I was Beyonce in my Zumba class, you know, <laughs> you know when, when I was doing Zumba faithfully and I knew all the steps and knew all the moves. Right. I felt like it was me and me and the teacher. Um, but I can't I can't do many of those things at this moment because the knee is very weak. You know, it's still healing. Um, but, mm-hmm. you know, this week I was able to get out three days this week for a good walk. You know, and it yeah. was like, wow, right. Let's go ahead and do this before the weather really starts to prevent us. So getting out to strengthen, I want to just recap to make sure that we all understood cardiovascular and strengthening the lungs. And one of the things that I saw recently about how COVID is affecting people 45 and like between 45 and like 35 is that our lungs are stronger. So it's not attacking in that geographic age, it's not attacking the lungs, it's actually attacking the heart. And so there have been a lot of people having heart attacks, very mild heart attacks, some severe, because they now realize COVID does not just affect the lungs, it can affect any organ in your body. So Akima, can you speak to anything um, that you may have heard about that? I just wanted to highlight, and this is, I'm a black woman for those who all who can't tell by my vernacular, <laughs> I am. Um, and. You know, that is our number one killer. And I know a lot of times like with black women, that's also stress. It's not really just because of a lack of exercise and diet, which do play into that. But I cannot stress it enough. The three body systems that you want to be focusing on is your immune, your cardiovascular, and your respiratory system. And yes, I mean, Shanita is absolutely right. Like it is taking us out, but it's being compounded with all the other stressors that are going on. So it's like. They always got to have like a cause of death. And it's like, here's the one cause of death. The whole time the body is like, 
it's all 15 of these things that have caused <laughs> this, you know, this person to, you know, to leave us at the point in which they did. And so, yeah, you're absolutely right. But as black women, like we need to definitely make sure we continue to strengthen our hearts. So I just wanted to make an appeal out to, to, you know. Okay. No, that's great. I think outside of exercise, um, what are some things that we can consume that are plant-based that are more natural? I mean, you know, most people, understand we should be taking some kind of a multivitamin and everyone's on this zinc kick right because you know research has shown zinc is supposed to do something with this virus and help your body with something so what are some things that we can actually um, purchase consume and get that is going to help you know we've addressed we're going to pretend like all the underlying conditions have been addressed and we have been doing our exercising right and we're strengthening those three body systems now what are some other things that we can take um, well, I will definitely plug, you know, the things that I have my clients taken, you know, we have done an upkick of vitamin C. And so that has just been a huge, huge thing. Um, and getting a good dosage of it, um, not just taking, I mean, I'm getting kind of like loose. So y'all just walk with me a little bit, but like, I don't care if the bottle say take two, take four and say take four, work up to six, work up to eight, like begin to increase that amount of vitamin C. Um, that's not a really super expensive supplement, at least not through, uh, <clears throat> Princess of Chemo Holistic Care. It's not very expensive. So y'all come holla at me. Did y'all hear but, that plug? Um, Did y'all hear that plug? there we go um other things i've had my clients take in elderberry is super 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 amazing um taking it as a syrup can be fun you can give it to your kids you can take it as an adult so elderberry syrup is another um component i'm actually sitting in my office so i'm like looking around at the things that i've been having my clients taking minerals are going to be important too so that could be things from um, potassium and magnesium we're also looking at things like sea moss it's funny that you mentioned um zinc um but we're looking at different minerals because they help with the functionality of different organs and different body systems and so we need to up our mineral intake and so sea moss um potassium magnesium and zinc are all really really good ways to get those in um into our person so um, let me ask you this question i'm sorry if yeah. we take sea moss which i have done a little bit of research and you can you know kind of jump in if i'm totally you know bumming this out but it has like over 92 of the hundred and some odd minerals that our body needs so if I get me some sea moss whether it's a gel liquid body butter however you consuming it does that take away from me having to find um, separate supplements for minerals that's a really really good question so I going back to the like take four take six take eight I like to overdose and I'm sorry you all can't see me but imagine if in one hand I'm holding a tennis ball and in the other hand I'm holding a basketball just to give that visual I can give my body the tennis ball and what's going to happen because of the way that the Lord has created us intuitively the body is going to divvy out that tennis ball to the different parts of the body and so it's going to be like the brain's going to get this the heart's going to get this you know the, the respiratory, the lungs are going to get this. And then it's like, man, gallbladder sitting around looking like what's good. Kidneys is like, what's up? You know, there's other organs that when you prioritize. So for me, I like to take in the basketball amount of be it from food, supplementation, whatever it is, because then my body has more to pull from. And so if it needs it in the moment, it can use it and divvy it out to all those organs and all those body systems. But if it needs to store some of that for later recognizing like, hey, this is some goody goodies, but I don't need all of this right now. I'm not depleting myself. And because I know most of us are deficient because we don't eat nutrient dense diets, we just 
aren't giving ourselves enough through supplementation, I'm like basketball. So to answer your question, in short, take the CMOS, but I would still supplement. Like I take CMOS every day, but it's not the um, only thing that I do for myself. And it's not because I think it's insufficient, but I overdo the good stuff so that on these days when we're dealing with all the physical, mental, emotional stressors of life. And in the moment, COVID, my body has more to pull from because I'm depleting myself with every physical stressor, every emotional stressor, you're being depleted. You want to make sure your body has that basketball sense or, you know, um, storage opposed to the tennis ball. So is, so is the phenomenon not true where people say you can, you shouldn't take so many vitamins because you can overdose on vitamin C and it could cause you know problem other problems and other conditions is that not true um i mean who are they and what are they saying i mean people become, <laughs> you know they say so. they say you know you gotta they I, say i've seen yeah i've seen studies and i'll say anybody who wants to have this conversation so i want to make that plug because then it's going to be like a this or that but i've seen and read studies where they've used vitamin C in addition to some other natural remedies and help people who had cancer diagnosis kill the cancer in their bodies. And and they're taking upwards of like 10,000, you know, of the vitamin C. So I'm just kind of like, well, who's saying that, you know, there's always some sort of fear. There's never some big study on like one too many like Popeye's chicken sandwiches. Right. But there's always <laughs> some study that someone's taken too much vitamin C or they've taken in too much this, that or the third. And that's that stuff, man. It's kind of gets to me because it's like, really? This natural thing? It's like saying that I've eaten too many oranges today. Maybe my teeth get a little yellow, but what are you saying? So, no, I don't subscribe to that. And I wouldn't say anyone who's trying to defend against anything, any elements, any virus, to be like, no, nah, don't take too much of that because you might, you know, whatever. Okay, well, um, so take your vitamins, take your minerals, guys, <laughs> to make sure that you stay, stay on the up and up. So those are really good, um, you know, physical things that we can do. I know we talked a little bit earlier, um, just, you know, in our production time where, you know, this COVID stress is affecting us, not just physically and mentally, um, but also financially. And so when we think about um, the unemployment rates and the amounts of people that have lost their jobs, companies going bankrupt. I mean, it's, it's a mess. So I know, Danita, you had some things that you wanted to kind of bring to the light just about that financial piece and how um, that's been affecting people during this time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, it's so interesting because I was kind of, you know, I was fussing at the beginning of this thing, the beginning <laughs> of COVID, because um my husband's job didn't didn't shut down. He sells cars. And I'm like, why are people buying cars during COVID? Because that's essential, um, girl. You didn't know? <laughs> apparently, the purchasing of a car is essential. And apparently, apparently, apparently building construction buildings, because my husband's job did not stop either. I'm like, everybody so, you know, in mom is home, but your husband and my husband. Everybody else exactly. is at home safe and sound, but they at work. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and I'm like, somebody who wants to buy a car, I'm concerned about whether or not they're washing their hands, they're breathing all over my husband. Like, you know, what is going on? Um, and so, you know, but as I as I thought about it, I'm like, well, you know what? God is faithful. Amen. Because, you know, he works on um, commission. So, you know, the car has got to sell the bills to get paid that's right <laughs> so um and i thought about you know people who are um who were essential um and we're trying to 
you know, still put food on the table who were struggling, you know, when, when COVID hit. And I just, um, so, you know, we do a lot of work in the food space, food security space. And um, yesterday, Michael was talking to me about what's going on because the, uh, uh, who is FDA, US, USDA puts out their report um, and it's like a meal map, a hunger map to tell you how the country is doing with kids eating. And so last year when the report came out, um, before the report, it was one in six kids was food insecure. Then last year when the report came out, it was one in seven. So it's like, mm. okay, we're moving the needle. You know, families are doing better. You know, food's on the table. Um, people are able to feed feed one more kid than they were feeding, all that. So a lot of people in the hunger space were feeling very much encouraged. Well, the USDA pulled out the report again. Mm-hmm. And just in these, how many months have we been dealing with COVID? Eight months. Seven, eight, eight months. Eight months. In the eight months that we've been dealing with COVID, we are now at one in four. Oh my kids. goodness. Wow. We went backwards. Is we, we went backwards by a tremendous. So we were at one in seven and now we're back one in four. And like the numbers are just like anywhere from. So previously in 2019, it was 5.3 million food children who were facing food insecurity. 5.3. Now it's somewhere between nine to 17 million children oh are facing food insecurity. And like, of course, in African-American communities, black and brown communities, Hispanic families, Black families are dealing with this in a much more severe way uh, due to COVID. Mm. You know what I mean? So we, so just to put it in perspective, 51% of parents now, now due to COVID are skipping or limiting the amount they're skipping meals or they're limiting the amount of food that they're allowing their kids and their family members to eat in order to make sure that they can have food tomorrow. So you wow. get one drumstick, not as many as you can put, you know, fit in your tummy. You get one. Or I don't eat so the kids can eat to their fill. 51%. Wow. I mean, really, like, that's more than half. That's awful. You know what I mean? Half of working parents have reported um, either losing their job or had their hours reduced um, due to COVID. Half. So people are really, really struggling. And people are trying to figure out how they're going to put food on the table. They really, really are. And when you think about stress levels, there is nothing like not knowing what people are going to eat to to give you stress because the light bill i'll deal with the light bill right you know <laughs> we can I'm, light I'm some candles we can go to the dollar tree <laughs> right. and get a bunch of candles and some little solar lanterns but i, I listen growing up growing some food i think we might have talked look, about this earlier it, I, when i just th- when i think about the fact that you know i can throw 50 dollars at, at the light people and tell them Get back with me in two weeks. I'm going to give you $25 more. Get right. back with me in three weeks. I got $75 more for you, right? But when tonight, I don't know how I'm going to put a hot dog in a pot. Mm-hmm. And my baby's stomach rough. is growling and they asking when can they yes. eat. Yeah, that's exactly. That's really rough. That's an incredible amount of stress. That's an incredible amount of stress. So my heart goes out to families, you know, who are, who are dealing with this and you know, Michael's thinking about what he can do. I think he's going to do a live this week just to try to help people understand these statistics. Because, you know, sometimes, you know, people got to hear stuff. That's just how we are as humans. Mm-hmm. We got to hear it over and over and over again to realize that it's happening. But um, and we got to see yeah, it from a face easy. and we got to see it from a face where we think we can trust. 
right? Oh, yes. A lot of times true. when we see stuff, like there's this lady that I end up buying a whole bunch of stuff off of Instagram, not Instagram, Facebook. She was in one of these, you know, um, millionaire groups, <laughs> right? One mm-hmm, of these, right, right. Um, you know, support black business groups. And mm-hmm. she came on and she just had the most bubbliest personality you know how when you scrolling through if your um volume is up the video will just automatically play so i listened to her yeah and she i mean the way that she was just very articulate about what it is is her mission and her business and she wants people to feel confident and i mean i i bought a a nice little bit of stuff from her for my birthday for myself just because i liked who was doing the presentation And so, you know, so I think that's important, sure. important to need to bring out. So um, you guys know we have definitely supported and done things with No Kid Hungry. So if you guys are listening to this and you are so moved by all of those wonderful statistics that Danita just brought out, go ahead and make a donation to um, No Kid Hungry or find some kind of a food bank or something where you yep. can, you know, do something, you know, do a part of something. Um, yeah. You know, I know as a as a black mom, I regulate food all the time, not because we don't have but because I know that people don't have and so what mm-hmm. I won't do is allow my kids to just be gluttonous for the sake because we have and so mm-hmm. you know there are you know they know I, I get my stuff um, from Instacart um, I have been shout out to Instacart you guys can definitely support this shout podcast. Out to Instacart. <laughs> Instacart you guys have made my <laughs> life off. you have made my life Instacart I'm going to tag you in when this goes live you have made my life yes. so 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 much better but my kids know i put stuff away and then i have a couple of bags of um perishable non-perishables that don't get put up it it, Mm -hmm. it, it goes into a box it goes into my dining room not because i'm hiding it but they know these don't get touched until what i put out is already done so if Mm y'all take forever to eat this little bag of cocoa um, puffs or whatever it is and you get down to Mm -hmm. the last little bit and it's stale i am not bringing out the other box of cereal until there's a little bit of staleness is gone and that's a way to teach my kids not to be wasteful you know and because they there are people who and as you read these statistics it's one in four kids don't know where their meals are coming from so and that adds that adds an exorbitant amount of stress to a parent it does not even the parent not eating that's stressful enough but then to not be able to feed your kids. I mean, yeah. again, you know, we talked earlier about this gentleman that was on in Baltimore. He just jumped out the car and just started dancing all over the place. He just, he lost it. He had just lost all the marbles for a second. Because, and who knows what was going on, what kind of news he may have, you know, just come in contact yeah. with. Um, <clears throat> but this mental health of all of these yeah. things that we are being inundated with, you know, just in, in, in general, but then on top of the way this economy is right now because of this pandemic, it's it's crazy. Yeah, I, I think, you know, we got to talk about mental health because um, it plays in just as important with everything else. And one of the things, that, a bunch of things that I'm thinking about, one for certain is that we got to turn off the TV and Turning off the TV means turning off the television. It means turning off these cell phones. It means turning off down the radio. I think over consuming the situation, I think is not adding any value to our lives. It doesn't take away the stress. And I definitely, with the next few things that I'm gonna say, I'm not diminishing anyone who is struggling through this. But one of the things that I'm like to help with my own mental health is like to keep dreaming dreams and to keep having goals and 
keep thinking and pondering on the future and things that you wish to do. And like, don't cancel out your destiny based upon like this moment in time. I think that people have just, they're like wrapping up, like, like this is it. We're just going to kind of shut this thing down. And I'm just like, nah, I don't think that this is it. I mean, there are people who are transitioning, right? Because people die every day, but I don't think that we need to now shut down our entire, um, just life because of this and I think for me it's been important to like experience and live here so I'm not up in the clouds but I'm also not limiting like a year ago when it's like oh you know you didn't have this money you didn't have this opportunity and you didn't have this thing and we were still dreaming dreams and we were still having and really I think the word is hope and really finding some hope that you can latch onto even while you're going through whatever struggle that you're going through in order to help with some of this, the mental stressors that are going on. No, I think that is important because when you talk about, you know, you know, in our community, you know, in, in the African-American community, mental health is still so taboo. And despite how many, um, celebrities and, you know, people who try to bring light to it. It's still, you know, that's, that's y'all business. Y'all keep y'all business off the street and Facebook. And while there is some truth to that, <laughs> right. But, um, you know, being able to teach people, it's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay to be able to cry. It's okay to be able to admit you are overwhelmed. And if somebody put one more feather on your skin, you are going to lose it. Like you are going to flip all the way out. And so when you think about these same parents who have been laid off, these same parents who um, don't know where their next meal is coming from or don't know how they're going to provide meals for their kids, now all of these kids are, be- are home and they're being taught virtually and there's a stress that's another level of stress that, yeah. you know, that has been now dumped into this four layer stress burrito that we was already dealing with. So now we're adding another layer of stress. And then the one parent who may be home or whose hours are reduced. Now they're working from home. Now you got to be quiet because they're on a conference call, but these kids are trying to do PE virtually and they need to jump and flip and it's a mess. And so people are really like about to snap emotions are high. You know, we talked about abuse and neglect is high. Domestic violence is high. Like all of these things are high because we have to learn how to regulate and manage the stress, no matter how good, you know, uh, black moms all over the world, moms in general, but in in particularly, I'm going to speak about black moms because that's what I have the most experience with. Um, You know, we put the weight of the world on our first hand experience, (laughs) first and second hand, you know, but we put the weight of the world on our shoulders, the weight of our families, our children's, we're the gatekeeper, our husbands, we do all of this stuff. And we don't take time for us. And so I was sharing with my neighbor, I said, I was reading this article about how a lot of moms are, the ones that are dealing with children in school are so overwhelmed and stressed because you feel like an octopus, like your hands and everything are just going in so many different ways. And of course, if you have multiple business ventures and you're dealing with kids in school, whether you homeschool or traditional school, virtual school, whatever, everybody's, everybody's kind of in virtual, some kind of thing right now. And so I said, you know what? I said, these moms, and, and I'm saying myself included, I said, I don't know when I'm going to do it, but I'm going to plan a mom's retreat no speaker there is no sessions it is just a 48 hour because you know when you say retreat people you know people just think oh who's she gonna get to encourage them nope it ain't that kind of party it is going to be you wake up when you want the food is there and catered and ready 
and I can't wait. So, but because of COVID, I was like, uh, I don't know if people are gonna come out right now before December. So I'm I'm gonna wait. But I'm telling you, it's something that's on my heart to do because sometimes we just need a moment to be left alone to to be able to even process the amount of stress that we have. We don't even recognize that we're dealing with so much stress until a machine tells us, right? <laughs> or um, the scale may tell us if we've kind of been overeating because of stress. So, um, you know, what are some- Or you get out your car on 695 and start dancing. Or you get out and, your car. And get on the hood and carry on. Yeah, I, I, I have a thought about this. I have a thought, of, I'm thought about this. Um, one of the things that I'm finding- that there could possibly be, you know, just a little silver lining or just a little, maybe just takes taking some of the taboo out of it is that because of COVID, people are more comfortable doing things virtually now than they were before. Right. So um, this summer um, I was on a six week road trip with Michael because he's, he is uh, filming a reality TV kids, reality TV show. And while I was on this trip, something happened with some of my family members um, and I wasn't home and I just needed to process what was going on. And because I was honey being dragged from pillar to post, (laughs) y'all know this, y'all know from pillar to post all over the country. Um, Like to the point where I didn't know where I was going to be literally 48 hours from now. I have no idea where I'm going to be. Not only that, but I got to get myself there. It's one thing that I know where you're going to be. And you, all you got to do is get in the van and the people just drive. You know what I'm saying? But I got to get us there. Wow. And and I need to be on time. And, you know, the showrunner needs blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Just all of that. And so when this whole thing broke out here at home, um, I was just like, I'm not going to pull my hair out, out here. Because uh, I need to be out here Focus. with my mind right. 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 Focused. It's me and my 14-year-old. And that's it. You know, and, and the other people who are involved, um, all of that to say, I signed up for virtual counseling to, to speak with a virtual therapist. Hey, good for you. Amen. Thank you. Yes. And it was wonderful. It was wonderful because she and I could talk. We just scheduled it. Okay, great. Wonderful. You got this time. Wonderful. And I would go down to the car, you know, at the hotel. I'd be like, Michael, you know, here's dinner. Because, you know, um, uh, what is it? Uber Eats is on the way. Um, <laughs> so go ahead, grab dinner. You're fine. You're good. Okay. I have a, a phone conversation. I go downstairs, sit in front of the hotel in the car and talk with my therapist. And it was wonderful. wonderful to be able to do that and to be able to be able to fulfill that. Like I had an urgent thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it wasn't like, but I'm not near home. I can't get to my therapist. I can't schedule an appointment. I'm out of town. You know, I got to hope that they'll make time to get on the phone with me and blah, blah, blah. No, this is how this this one is actually done. It was a Christian therapist. And it was just wonderful. So that's amazing. You know, I say all that to say, if you out there, you're struggling and you're having a hard time. And I actually just recommended it to a friend of mine who really is going through a tough time. And she was like, Nita, this is the most useful advice I've gotten. Wow. Like I can do something with this. Right. You know, I just want to say, you know, virtual therapy. Telehealth, girl. I didn't look. Yes. And some of them were video. Some of them were just the phone. Uh, other times I could just send a text message and say, hey, here's here's the update. Mm-hmm. You know, and then she would text me and be like, how's it going? And I could text her back and be like, terrible. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have time? Right. 
So it was very good because I was able to process through this very acute crisis that I found myself in, you know, when I, when I was in a very, very, um, unorthodox situation personally, because like I said, we were, we were all over the place. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's excellent. I think it's something really important that Danita said. I just, and everyone heard it, but I just like, oh, let's say it again. Prioritizing um, therapy. When you think about like all the guidance that's been given, it was really around, and I'm not coming for like mask or no mask. I'm not trying to have an argument with nobody. Because we already talked about these COVID boundaries. We're going to respect everybody's boundaries. (laughs) Right. Catch a a previous episode. But when the only thing being drilled in your head is that like the next human being has the plague and you're not thinking about the impact of all of this, just like ripping and running and ripping and running. And then if you have a life that's already ripping and running, which is what I'm hearing uh, Danita sharing, then it's like, when did you stop to take care of yourself outside of the, the Lysol, the Puro and the right yeah. grade of mask, you know, because don't have the wrong grade of mask and be getting and get put off the plane. And, and get, get put, put off. off the plane. <laughs> and so, I think that that's that's a piece that really needs to be talked about. And then, like, who was preparing for this prior to this? Meaning, like, no one knew about like a plague, right, or this virus coming. But when we think about the things that test us. Um, we'd never prepare for the test the day of the test because you're going to fail, you know, aside from the, or rather, I should say, rather we should be preparing for testing leading up to it so that when things come, they don't necessarily have to, you know, break us into a whole, whole bunch of pieces. And so wherever you may find yourself on this, I'm just kind of like, get the help that you need now, whatever that's going to look like for you so that if and when, Things get tighter, things get harder. We jump from phase four back down to phase one. And it's like, and listen, I, I'm anticipating that we're going to go from up phase I, to. I, I'm in agreement. I know we get yeah. ready to go backwards. I'm just like, and listen, if you are a business owner <laughs> previously affected by this, you need to work hard right now because it's coming, y'all. Um, I just think that there, there are things that we can do. And I just really wanted to highlight or reiterate, um, Danita, what she said about like she took time for herself in the middle of all of that because if she didn't, I mean, she could have been on like set ready to like crack or like, you know, she could have been that one on whatever highway was out there, wherever she was jumping on cars and just doing a jig because you had lost it. Honey, because if I saw one more make America great again sign out there on that road. Oh, Lord Jesus. Yes, Lord. We're going to take a deep breath. (laughs) Yeah, we're going to take a real deep breath on that one. So I I really appreciate all of those um, pointers because we talked about, you know, the mental health, physical health. You know, we didn't really touch on spiritual health. I'm sure we will before we, you know, wrap this up and, you know, give our little tips for the show. But um, all of those things have to be in in a good balance for you to be considered health and and well. Like you can't be um, a size six and you are dealing with demons. You're not healthy, right? (laughs) So like it has to be all of those things. And so when we talk about, you know, our spiritual health, you guys know we are definitely um, women of faith and we are women of prayer and we are women who fast and we are women who cry out to God when things get tough, 
right? Sometimes just cry. And sometimes we cry out sound like you're in control. Sometimes you just cry. <laughs> sometimes you just cry. Um, I know, Akima, you mentioned one time, you know, you were with me when um, my stepfather passed away. And, you know, you said one of the, the best places for you to cry was in the shower. It's just like, it's the water, the tears, everything is just there. So, and so mm-hmm. I, that has stuck with me for the last almost three years. And so sometimes when I do feel myself getting overwhelmed and I'm like, you know what? I'm in the shower. I'm in the shower. Yep. This is a good time to go ahead and just have a release. But, you know, definitely trying to. Um, you know, check in with the Lord about, you know, what it is that, you know, he would be having us to really put our hands to during this time. Um, because I think when people, you know, that, that old wives tale, you know, that the, the church mothers would always say the, I don't mind is the devil's workshop. Right. And so, you know, there's been so many different, um, projects that I have taken on since being in quarantine, which helps me stay focused on the thing at hand versus trying to solve a global pandemic in my mind, right? Because we all think we can, we, we, we all think we have the cure, you know, for something or, you know, some, some way to make this all better. But this is something where, um, you know, Akima mentioned, we have not lived through a global pandemic. You know, we've only learned about them and studied them in books and they seemed so far and distant. When you talk about the Spanish flu and, you know, things that have, that occurred in the bubonic plague, all those things, we just, it just, it's just words on a page where we're actually living it. And so when you guys think of the impact that this is going to have decades from now, this, this is the kind of stuff that's going to be in textbook that children's 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 are, are learning about. And so I just think, you know, having a balance in, you know, all of those different avenues are, are what it's going to take to really keep us sane and keep us um, from being that person out there on 95, just kind of, you know, losing it. Um, so do you guys have any final tips? I know for me, um, I think the vitamins and minerals that you mentioned, Akeem, were very um, important. I've always been one to take vitamins. I've never been one to really focus on minerals. And as I'm learning, you know, I learned a lot from her and then just, you know, in my own due diligence research time, realizing Oh, you're supposed to have vitamins and minerals, not just vitamins. (laughs) Like you need both of those Mm -hmm. compounds to really be healthy. Um, And I think journaling is um, has been really instrumental for some people. And I don't mean like the journaling on Facebook where we're just kind of putting every thought and um, emotion out for the World Wide Web. I mean, like a more personal, like old school journal that you're writing down some thoughts and just kind of putting some things on paper, um, even prayers. And so I think those two for me are really helpful to make sure like those are the things that I can kind of grab on too quickly to keep myself reminded these are things you got to do to stay healthy like there's a whole morning routine with the elderberry syrup the sea moth and the smoothies taking the Mm -hmm. vitamins taking the you know the drops and all of those things and um in addition to the sanitizer and the mask and you know um because y'all know I still don't eat inside of restaurants so that's like don't judge my COVID beliefs I'm just letting you know um but what are some final tips that you guys have for our listeners Man, I don't know if this is a tip. So this is just for the mature. So if you feel like you're not handling COVID, well, just go on and turn this down. Cause, because this is me. And maybe <laughs> I'm a little hard. I'm not hard on myself, but maybe it's just the West Indian in me where, you know, they've always taught us to just toughen up through anything. Like COVID, come on, what you, what you go on do, you know? <laughs> but I'm just kind of like, how do you know? It's like, what do you believe? And how is that able to be shown except for a difficult situation to bring it out of you? And so... 
I have had some like real breakdown moments during 2020 where I'm just kind of like, girl, you too tough for this. Why are you, why is this where you are? And I could sit here today, you know, months after those moments thinking, well, it had to go down the way it went down. And listen, that's beyond COVID. Let me just let me just be very clear. <laughs> I have my own personal 2020 moments where I have just like cried and just like felt very um, low. This felt very low off my base. I'll say it like that. Right. And but what I realized is that the things that come to break us, come to challenge us, really show us where we are it builds that character and it builds that strength and so if anything and this may not be your testimony today because again if you'd asked me this like four or five months ago this wouldn't have been my testimony but I stand in a different place right now looking back at that but like in almost four decades of living I'm not as seasoned as some of my co-hosts here um, <laughs> you better watch yourself you better I'm watch it out. <laughs> I know that you know the person who I am and that people get to see like oh my gosh you're amazing I'm just like you have no idea all the breaking that it took not to get to here yeah not a clue I mean but we can have some socially distant virtual conversations about it so yeah that would be my piece um Shanita. and everything else that I've said but I just wanted to make sure that I, these are the moments that show us who we are as we um go through the hard stuff yeah, I was, um, I, I completely, I just, I completely agree with you, Akima, that some of this, and like you said, nobody's trying to say you're not being tough, listener. Nobody's saying you're not tough, okay? What what I think we're saying is, and, and I'll speak for myself, is, is that something beautiful can come out of this difficult trying. It's hard. It's hard on everybody, but something beautiful can come out of it. Um, and I think if we anticipate that and we look for it and we expect it, then that crushing and trying and very difficult times, um, there's this little something in there that says, but this is somehow going to make me better. Right. And it's not sort of like this is going to crush me beyond repair. Um, because th one of the things that has been a revelation for me is this idea of support. And this has always been something that I have personally just kind of, it's been my personal like struggle is this idea of support. Um, Akima talks about this a lot and she and I met recently and she's helping me with um, pulling some things together with my own health that I needed to address. But one of the things that stood out to me is when she talks about, well, you can take such and such and support that system. You can take such and such to offer that system some support. You can do that because that part probably just needs some support. And it's like, I had not thought that the, I always thought the support was external people. Now realizing that the support is, can also be, and really bless you is the minerals and the vitamins <laughs> and right. The smoothie and just, just having the practice of providing yourself with those things, it provides confidence. Yes. It gives you confidence in yourself. It makes you feel cared for and taken care of. And I think that's one of the things that that is a struggle during this, this COVID time is, is we're caring for our kids. We're trying to take a whole public school system, Girl. bring it into our house, <laughs> Girl. put it at our dining room table yes. and educate our kids with the whole, with this thing that was meant to educate on mass in person. And now I'm going to do it individually here in my home. 
That's a whole other conversation. We can talk about that systems whole and all that. Episode. <laughs> whole other episode. But my point is that you're t- you're making sure the kids have a p- completed their assignments, making sure the teachers have what they need, making sure all of the people who come with that have what they need. The boss has what he needs. The coworkers have what they need. The emails have been followed up on. The text messages have been followed up. And plus all the apps that come with these people, right? <laughs> all the apps. You didn't check everything. And in all of it, everything's been taken care of except for you. And yep. you don't feel just cared for. So, yeah, for me, it would be just to get my tissue out here in a minute. I, I'm, I'm about <laughs> to get my tissue. It's like, that is so touching. That Because it's so real. Yeah. It's so real. Yeah. We care for everybody and everything. And, and you everything. know people love us. You know spouses love us. You know yep. the kids love us. But the amount of detail that we go through through yes. to care to make sure they have what they need it's like i want to feel cared for too exactly the dog got his vitamin this morning the cat <laughs> got her vitamin this morning. you know what i'm saying everybody got their butt wipe and their nose wipe everybody's okay but do you are you who's who's taking care of you do you feel can you honestly say today i felt cared for and are we like, letting people take are we letting because that's a whole right. other thing Cause I know, I know, I know for me, this summer was a big revelation that I don't express vulnerability very well, even with my husband sometimes, you know, Mm -hmm. he'll see the moody me and the raging me, but that (laughs) me that's about to just crawl up into a ball and just let all of that emotion out. That's still like. uh, Because of that West Indian, they just, you know, come on, toughen up. It's like, come on, get it together. And I'm like, no, I am a delicate person. I was created, right? I was, I wasn't just blown on some dust. The Lord took his time with me and made and fashioned me. He took time with me mm-hmm. and I'm a complex person and yes. I have complex emotion, multi layers yeah. and all of that. And so this, yeah. this summer and particularly, I have made it a point to express when I was sad to my family when I am, you know, please just give me some time to let me just work through as opposed to just retreating and not saying nothing and you snapping everybody's heads off. So that mm-hmm. is something that, you know, wanting to be cared for, but then also being vulnerable enough to allow them yeah. to care for us. That's a big thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So I think all of it to say is how much care is coming into your life, how much is resonant, how much is actually and is it moving the needle, you know? Are you letting enough care in to move the needle for you? And, you know, Mm -hmm. I think if there's anything that I could give, it would be that, like, get yourself into a position where you feel supported and cared for. Amen. Even if that means a handful of vitamins. You know what I'm saying? Because this week it might be a handful of vitamins. Next week it might be Zumba. You know, it and it'll change from week to week. Right? Yeah. It'll change. It yep. may just be a hot bath for 20 minutes undisturbed without nobody knocking on the door asking when is dinner ready. That's all. Sometimes that's all yeah. you need. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. <laughs> that's all you need. Well, ladies, I, I appreciate um, the transparency and the vulnerability. So y'all see with season two, we going in. Right. So for those that were, <laughs> you know, rocking with us for season one, you know, we kind of broke the ice and we had lots of fun and we still having fun. But, you know, we've always made this promise that these are these are the real issues that people face but don't want to talk about. You know, we don't want to be vulnerable enough to talk about. So I appreciate you guys really sharing those things with us. And as always, you guys can catch us on um, DiveMedia.co if you want to listen to future episodes or just some of our other podcasts. Um, 
but we thank you guys for listening and until next time peace out y'all peace bye